Hello and welcome back, folks. Uh, rough game four today, as I'm sure you all saw. Um, and just as a, dis not a disclaimer, but just a warning, I apologize in advance for any uh, weird noises you might hear. I'm actually recording this episode again through my earbuds. And you know, these Apple products are kind of weird. And the thing kind of, the microphone just shakes around. So you're going to hear some stuff that I don't necessarily mean for you to hear. But we'll get right into it. I'll try to keep this short, almost like the other night. Uh, game four was just another another mess. Um, I mean, we're not seeing Julius Randle make any changes to himself for the betterment of the team and for the betterment of himself. He's just been sloppy. He hasn't been attacking the the rim smartly. He has been settling for these contested jumpers that, yes, he has been hitting all season, but he's not hitting them now. And it's truly just been a sloppy, sloppy show of events. I mean, he was just awarded the most improved player in game two, and he managed to win that game while also sucking. But you thought I honestly thought by now he would have figured things out. And really, I think it just puts things into, it puts into perspective the fact that Yes, he's probably not your number one, one A, one B. In any given scenario, if there were let's say two other superstars here, right? He's probably better off as a two A, two B, or even just a nice solid number three option on a contender. I mean, he's the best guy on this team. Uh, I'd say talent wise, skill wise, and future, like for the future. Excuse me, sorry. Um, but you know, Derrick Rose is outshining him. Taj Gibson is is outshining him. His box score doesn't show the intangibles that he brings for the team. I mean, R.J. Barrett is even outshining Randall. He's managed to improve and actually do something to make himself look like he's learned this postseason. Uh, Obi Toppin coming off the bench, contributing a solid amount of points and just constantly moving around, fighting for the ball, getting effort, showing effort. And yeah, at the end of the day, Randall's just under underwhelming and underperforming I'll collect altogether. Now, uh, game five's back at the garden and you got to hope that the Knicks pull it out. Uh, the the perfect scenario would be Knicks forcing seven games. You take game five, you go back to Atlanta with that that energy that, all right, we got to fight and keep ourselves alive here. You hopefully take it in Atlanta, and then you fight for your lives in MSG for game seven. Uh, I don't want to put out there any man, you know, negative energy, manifest any negative energy, but I really don't like the Knicks' chances. But hey... They were never meant to be here, right? I mean, this, this team was projected over under 22.5 wins for the season at the start. And they secured 41. And it was it's it was an amazing regular season. I still have shit that I ordered coming in the mail to celebrate this season. I got a metal plaque, not a placard. The Slam, on, uh, Slam Magazine cover that came out. There's a metal print that's what it is, metal print um, piece that I got, about like 11 by 16 and a half or whatever, I don't know. Uh, I actually don't know why I'm saying this right now, I wanted it to be a surprise so I could share it on Twitter and all for all of you to see, 
But uh, I got that coming in because I celebrated. I got my rally towel from Game 2 hanging right up above my bed. I'm going to actually probably hang that uh, metal thing in right underneath. I'm getting the actual copy of the Slam Magazine with Randall and Barrett on the cover. I only got the basic one. I didn't get the uh, the metal, you know, the gold and black, whatever it was. I just wanted to actually read the whatever feature story is in there regarding the Knicks and those two guys. So, you got to chalk it up as this was a great regular season. I mean, eye-opening and really just showed that the Knicks were able to actually evolve and become better. Leon Rose did his job. Dibido did his job despite being stubborn and despite not being a head coach for a couple seasons. Julius Randle did his job in getting better. R.J. Barrett did his job in getting better. And so on. We, we've, we've seen, like the, oh my God, what's that phrase? The proof is in the pudding. There, there were major improvements this year, and it's indisputable. But, you know, there's just a lot now to assess in the offseason. And this, season, this series isn't even over yet. I know it's kind of Debbie Downish. Um, but I, I am thinking, I think realistically, uh, it's just very hard to imagine the Knicks overcoming this deficit. They, they blew one at home. If this was a 2-2 series, I literally wouldn't care. It's 3-1. Every game's elimination from here on out. And I just think the Knicks are going to struggle. Um, particularly, particularly because our best player can't even figure out how to play the sport. Um, it's just clear cut. Incidentally, game four was his best game (laughs) and that still wasn't reassuring. It wasn't reassuring in any way. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, it's, it's rough, you know, uh, Randall's got his team option next year and, the team has power. His contract isn't guaranteed. He actually could be a free agent following this season. I doubt that's what happens. Uh, I think they just use that team option to really assess him for one more year. Hope You hope that the improvement that he made in the offseason from the COVID stuff last year, he looks at and takes a look, long look in the mirror, gets to work in the summer, gets a full camp, gets a full training, Gets a full summer with Thibodeau and like everybody else. And he comes back even better next year. Now, that doesn't mean that I think the Knicks should just leave the team how it is. Um, They have cap space. They have assets. They have all this stuff. Kawhi Leonard's a free agent, depending on if he declines his option this summer. And chances are he doesn't leave LA. He wants to be there, according to people. I, I mean, I don't necessarily know how they would know if he definitely wants to be there but I mean even as of right now I believe the Clippers Mavericks game is about to start and the Mavericks are up 2-1 in the series almost 3-0 after last night or the two nights ago I'm sorry and if they take a 3-1 lead and go back to uh, Dallas with a 3-1 lead I mean if the Clippers get bounced in the first round after getting bounced in the second round last year in a shocking turn of events. I don't know. I I just don't know why Kawhi would want to stay there. Unless he just goes to the other LA, but I doubt he would do that too. It's a, you know, the the Knicks are in an interesting situation. They, they have a culture now, right? You compare, I compare it every time to the uh, 2018, 19 Brooklyn Nets. Um, Just a 
a group of young guys with like the proper veterans around them. They fight their way to the playoffs with a three uh, a five hundred season, and then they get bounced in the first round in a gentleman's sweep, and then they make two of the biggest signings of the free agent class that year. Um, that's the thing, though. The free agency class for this year isn't really that great, unless you get like Chris Paul declines his option, Kawhi declines his option, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley are two of the bigger point guard names that I like to look at. Um, in this market, in this free agency class, I you know you can't really predict what they do. Maybe they want to go to actually official contenders and not work towards. They're getting older, so maybe make Mike Conley just probably wants to stay in Utah. And Lowry probably eyes a place that has less need for growth. Unless the Knicks sign the right free agent alongside him, you know? Anything's possible. Um, I'm not saying anything's definite, obviously. It's all speculation. I'm not the one with sources in the league. And even if I did have the sources, it would still be speculation because I wouldn't know anything. And neither do they. Only the front offices know what they're planning. And I'm. I hope Leon Rose is looking right now and realizing... Something needs to be done uh, just to get this Knicks team on a roll and like keep them in in the realm of playoffs. Because, um, again, they more or less overachieved this year. And by a wide margin, they overachieved. But the fact that they were able to get to the playoffs and have a 41-31 and 31 record shows that there is something brewing here. It just needs the right oomph and push in the the proper direction to keep it that way. I mean, Thibodeau, as stubborn as he is, I don't think anybody can deny that he's still a good coach. He just makes some questionable decisions, probably for being out of practice for so long. And really, he hasn't had his, had a team built like the Chicago Bulls. You know, this is not the Bulls, this is not the Wolves, and the Wolves were never even built properly either with Cat, Jimmy Butler, Wiggins, etc. So... You hope that the front office makes the right acquisitions. Maybe there's a trade package put together with those 2021 picks and whoever else uh, for a, a startable point guard or maybe just draft a point guard. Um, I know Sharif Cooper's a name that's come up. I like Jared Butler. Uh, I don't know if he stands in where the draft would uh, the Knicks would be drafting at the moment. I think he did. The, I think he falls around their range, 19 and 21. Uh, but then again, these mocks are not definitive. Uh, you know, according to my boy uh, Richard Stamen uh, at Mavsdraft on Twitter, he even says himself that mocks pre combine are kind of uh, what's the word volatile. Yeah, volatile. I guess. Uh, shout out, Rich. I'm shouting you out on on my pod, man. Got a I got a lot of respect for you, my dude. Uh, he's on also locked on NBA draft. He's run that account a little bit and had some podcast, uh, film, ooh, sorry, recorded some podcasts and great content from the guy. Uh, good following, very interactive on Twitter. Highly recommend the follow. But yeah, uh, with Rich's input on that, um, even me, myself, I'm not even going to really look into who the Knicks should go after this offseason until I know for sure who's projected where what the they're thinking, you know, anything could happen in the next couple of months. But Jared Butler is actually one of my options that I'd like. Uh, another crazy move would be trading up to get one of Jalen Suggs or uh, Cade Cunningham, but that's 
probably like way out of left field. It would require the weirdest, most miraculous trade deal ever for New York. <clears throat> At the end of the day, though, Knicks need to get better, right? Um, Julius Randle needs to be taking a look in the mirror. And, you know, he was saying some stuff. It, it kind of brought me back to that 2012-13 era of Knicks, which is, I, ironically, I think I was talking to my friend about this before the series even started. Like, I don't want the Knicks to get cocky. Because, for instance, in 2012-13, the Knicks were about to sweep the Celtics. And what do they do? They dress up in all black. They come to the stadium. And then, oh, why are you all dressed up in black? That's what all the reporters were asking. And they were like, it's about to be a funeral today. We're going to end end the Celtics. Only to be forced into six games. Julius Randle said something along the lines of, on before game one of the series against the Hawks here, uh, he said something along the lines of, they're going to have to figure out how to guard me. Which implies that he was locked in mentally and he was never going to be stopped. He was unstoppable. Given his regular season stats against the Hawks, he should have been. And he's just been absolutely abysmal. So, But the thing is, you can shit on Julius all you want. He's still got the Knicks where they are today. And he should still be appreciated. I mean, I, I even saw some fans today on Knicks Twitter and Reddit and whatnot calling for him his beheading regarding what's been going on and... You know, that that's just not how fans should be reacting, right? It's one year. It's his first playoffs. I'm pissed at him because I was pissed at him last year after sucking. And now, this year, he's been amazing all this regular season stuff and then starts sucking. And it's kind of, he's folding in the biggest stage um, of his career thus far. So, it hurts to see. RJ making improvements is nice. You know, quickly had that one good game in game one and... He's kind of just disappeared, but he's a rookie, so... Uh, again, the this team needs a full offseason with their coaching staff, their front office, and maybe some adjustments, you know? I mean, Alfred Payton's likely... He's out. He hasn't played... He's a DMP the past two games. Uh, he played 13 minutes total this series, right? And in those 13 minutes was nothing but negative. Oh, that, that reminds me. His mom got started on Twitter. Uh, I think most of you saw that. Um, Knicks Fan TV shouted it out, and State of New York uh, podcast did it. There there was a whole bunch of stuff going on with Alfred Payton's mom on Twitter. It, I was just like, oh my God. But, uh, you know, there, there's, there's going to be some changes made, and there's changes that need to be made. And hopefully the, next year the Knicks bounce back and can get back to where they are and kind of redeem themselves. Like I said, I know I'm writing them off a little early because this is, it's a seven-game series. It's not a game-five series. Ironically, I wish the first round was a five-game series again, but if it was in this instance, I would be pissed because the Knicks would have already been eliminated. Um, But, you know, they could make that miraculous 3-1 comeback like teams have done in the past in recent times, you know what I mean? Uh, I just think realistically it's going to be very hard and not likely because not enough guys on the Knicks are seasoned uh, in the NBA and aren't really ready for this. Uh, and I think that's just been making it, they've been making that apparent anyway. So 
you know, uh, look forward to game five on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday. Back at the garden. Um, I won't be attending this time because I checked the ticket prices and they were ridiculous. Uh, and for an elimination game, I'd be very pissed if I paid all that money for that. Uh, and they wound up losing, you know. But for those that do attend, really going to need you guys to rally the team together and hype them up as much as they, they can get hyped up, like the, like in games one and two. And for those that want to just are going to stay back and watch from the TV screens, same thing, you know, channel that energy into the, into the team. And, you know, let's just all hope for a good ending. If they Knicks manage to take two games from this series after the mess that they put themselves in, I think it's still a win. The fact that they won one is still a win, you know? Um, but, uh, definitely I would like to hopefully manifest a comeback. It would be amazing. It would be almost like a Cinderella story in a way. Because from this juncture, the Knicks look like the way worse team. Like, it looks like the Knicks should have been an eighth seed. And it's just, uh, if they they manage to come back and, you know, bounce back and discover themselves and tune into the fact that what they were doing during the regular season means something, you know, we wouldn't be seeing that and thinking that. So, fingers crossed. Um, that's all I got for everybody today, tonight. Uh, like I said, that Dallas Clippers game is on. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to tune in, but if you feel like tuning in, go feel free. I just wanted to shout out, um, the winning games group, group me. That's all my boys, uh, fellow Knicks fans. We always chatted up. We were all feeling it today. The, the pain, the agony, but you know, finding silver linings and things. I want to shout out uh, the Knicks UK across the pond podcast my boy cal hutchings he's great supporter very friendly awesome and then everybody else involved in that account super great fun listen check it out and i just wanted to remind you of course as always uh check out the red bubble shop a whole bunch of designs options if you feel like getting some nicks merch you know repping the team a little bit follow like share and subscribe i'm all over the place all over the internet, to be honest. Uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, that's where this will be uploaded to. And I have a Twitch channel. I have been using sparsely, but using it. Sparsely, sparingly, I'm sorry. Whatever the case. You know what I mean. I'm not using that much. Um, But, you know, very active on Twitter, as I always say. So please feel free to follow and engage. And that's all from me, folks. Have a great night. This is Rob from Rambles from the Garden. Checking out.